0: Now, welcome to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. I'm Jay Stickney, joined by DU head coach David Carl. And the Pioneers just keep on rolling. They sweep St. Cloud State last weekend and are now 20 wins, five losses, and one tie on the year. And uh, boy, Friday night was about as exciting and wild a hockey game as you'll ever see. As Denver trailed at three to nothing after one, roared back and won it eight to five. And uh... Coach, you know, we talked so much about uh, you know Friday night's game, and then Saturday really couldn't have been any more different of a hockey game as they completely changed their uh, philosophy and strategy, slowed everything down, and you guys, uh, you know, were patient and eventually won it two to nothing.
1: Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a great weekend of hockey for for our team, and great to be back in Magnus Arena in front of our fans, and um, our guys had to win two games, two, you know, as you said, very different ways. And, um, you know, I think it's really good. We're getting some variety and the types of games we're in. Um, and I think that's healthy for our group as we continue to, you know, we want them to, we're a young team. So we got to experience different situations and, um, you know, the Miami series, uh, this series, uh, provided some different levels of adversity and, um, obviously we're passing passing all the tests as they come at us and it's it's a great sign for the development and the growth and the confidence of this group is just it's sky high right now and and that's a really good sign as we're nearing the start of playoff hockey
0: yeah and the home streak continues you still haven't lost the entire season 13 0 and 1 looked like that was going to be in danger after the first period on friday but you are a second period team and uh just uh, absolutely got after it that Friday night.
1: Yeah, no, it was, uh, again, it didn't feel like we played poorly, um, you know, there in the first period, and, you know, two goals that, that really bounced right to them at the net front, and give them credit, they were opportunistic in the right areas, but felt like the period easily could have been, um, you know, 1-1, or 2-1 us, or even 2-2, and uh, we happened to end up being down 3-0. And again, as a coach uh, where we haven't been in, you know, we were in that situation at Duluth and I thought we mounted a, a fairly good comeback in the second. We were close to getting it to 3-2, to uh, just couldn't do it. And um, obviously at home, a little, little more comfort level, I think, for the guys. And, and we're a different team now than we were in Duluth even a month and a half ago. And uh, again, I give them credit, we came out of locker room um, obviously, St. Cloud gifts us a five-minute major power play on a, on a poor penalty by them. And uh, we execute, get ourselves right back into the hockey game and, and really don't look back uh, the rest of the weekend.
0: You know, I was, I was going to ask, uh, ask you that. I mean, this is the first time in, in many seasons where I've seen, well, on that weekend, there were two five-minute major boarding calls against St. Cloud. Neither one was the player that uh, caused the infraction uh, ejected from the game is that sort of a new point of emphasis
1: yeah I don't uh I don't try and understand uh <laughs> some of the uh, decision making um but
0: it, but it was I extremely do, rare just, it was, it was yes extremely no you're, rare you're thing. right I
1: mean yeah very very often more times than not um you're correct I mean they, they have been uh kicking guys out of games giving them the misconduct and and kind of moving on but yeah, I don't I don't ask me. I don't know what the difference between a five with no misconduct and a five with a misconduct is, um, you know, my theory the, is, there's there's a human element to it. So
0: I, I definitely think my theory is now that the newer emphasis is on uh, hits to the head or contact to the head. Those are yeah. the guys that are still getting thrown out.
1: Yes, no, I agree with that.
0: But, uh, yeah, scary boarding uh, play against uh, Bobby Brink at uh, the end Saturday's game. He was okay. You had a couple guys, uh, top guys, banged up this week who played. Um, do you think they're going to be at or near 100% uh, for this weekend?
1: Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, we we gave a lot of days off. I think we, we had 10 or 11 guys uh, with the day off on Monday this week um, just to try and, you know, we're in the midst of, uh, obviously we've played four weekends in a row. We have four more uh, regular season weekends and then one, two, three straight, uh, playoff weekends before our buy, you know, we don't have a bye week until before the frozen four. Um, and so, yeah, we're just trying to manage, uh, bumps and bruises and, um, you know, there's nothing serious going on, but, um, you know, it's that time of year where guys are all, every team, people are fighting through things and playing through stuff and, um, you know, like I said, we're just, we're trying to manage it. And our medical staff with Aaron Liu and Matt Shaw are doing a great job uh, working with the guys to keep us going uh, week in and week out here.
0: Uh, you know, I'm talking about a couple of your guys this last weekend. Uh, first one that stood out was, was Bobby Brink. And not only does he get a, a goal and three assists, uh, make that four assists on Friday night, um, but he also keeps his uh, assist streak going. I think it's 10 games in a row now. 17 of the last 18 games he has had at least one assist and uh, I guess you could say he is the straw that is stirring the proverbial drink.
1: Yeah he was uh, I mean that's as good as he's ever been here uh, the last 40 minutes there on Friday night and you know we've talked about um, you know kind of Hobie Baker type moments and uh, we have three guys up for the award and uh, to me all three Uh, making their case and and deserving in different ways. Cole Gutman kind of had a big moment there at Miami uh, last weekend, scoring the two goals with, you know, under three minutes to go. And then uh, Savoy has his hat trick in the second period there on on Friday night. And obviously, Bob uh, was a big part of that hat trick and, uh, and, you know, elevating the team uh, offensively, as was uh, many other players. But um, yeah, really happy for for Bob and where his game's at. Uh, he's got, you know, again, you know, we came into the year and we felt like he was, you know, kind of a guy on a mission. And uh, he really, in the second half here, is starting to elevate himself. And at the end of the day, that's what you need. We, we've got a lot of really good players, but you need your best players to elevate themselves. And he's one of many that are doing that.
0: Yeah, Carter Savoy didn't want to uh, have any of that tension going into the third period on whether he was going to get a hat trick or not. He decided to to have all three goals scored in the second period. Uh, yeah, if he took I away your, he had a hat trick until you know, I know one brave person threw their hat off.
1: Yeah, I was telling people to take their hats off, and uh, yeah, unfortunately for you, it took away your your storyline in the third period, which would have been talking about Carter trying to get his hat trick. I know there were Selfish. so many,
0: so many storylines. Though the main thing is you put <laughs> up eight goals, so I could barely talk on Saturday.
1: Yeah, we um, got free burgers for everybody again.
0: Yeah, the Cherry Creek Burgers. More, the, you know, I think if they knew that this would be the number one ranked scoring team in all of college hockey, um, they might have uh, changed that marketing plan.
1: Yes, I. Uh, they might have given us a higher threshold. I I agree, but when you looked at uh, our scoring woes from the previous year, it was maybe, uh, maybe that's how they were making their decisions. And they didn't see this coming, obviously.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a good problem for everybody had. And of course, uh, you know, the uh, Pioneers back at home again, next Friday and Saturday night, they'll take on number six ranked Minnesota Duluth. And like you said, this was a team that you played in um, uh, early to mid December before the big Christmas break. Played arguably your best game of the season that Friday night, and and one of your worst on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's going to be um, again a really good test for us. Um, a, a real good team, and I think we're we've come a long way since that weekend. And um, you know, I think playing in our building too is a obviously a huge advantage for us. And um, you know, again, this Duluth's been the class of the country here. Uh, over the last number of years and um, an opportunity again for us, another measuring stick weekend, I think, to, to show ourselves and to show everybody else um, how for real this team is. And um, we're really looking forward to the weekend uh, against Duluth here at home.
0: All right, well, we'll take a quick break, come back, talk about UMD and DU coming up this weekend. You are listening to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney and coach uh, getting right back into uh, Denver now ranked number three in both national polls and ironically also number three in the pairwise rankings and and they do not always meet. So I guess uh, with the pairwise and the two polls, you really are number three.
1: Yeah, it's first time uh, they've, they've lined up in a while here for us. So yeah. Um... No, I mean, it's it's again, it's an indication of where our team is at. And, um, you know, the pairwise is becoming uh, all the more important. And I think showing a true picture of of the national picture. And and obviously it's going to be used this year to to choose a national tournament and determine seedings and um, all very important things as we as we build into the national tournament playoff picture as we're uh, hosting in the Loveland regional, regardless of, uh, of our seating. So something we're very much looking forward to.
0: You know, um, this UMD team is seemingly, like you were saying, you know, am- among the, uh, the very class of the NCAA hockey world over much of the last five or six seasons. They also seem to be a team that, regardless of how they're playing in the regular season, once they get to March, they're a completely different animal.
1: Yeah, they kind of settle, you know, really settle into their identity and um, are able to execute at a really high level. And um, yeah, obviously the the year comes to mind, 2018, um, you know, I we were actually looking at that year the other day and we beat them five times that year, but they end up being the last team into the tournament. They go on and they, they win their uh, first of back-to-back championships that year. And so... They're just, uh, their staff does an exceptional job, uh, I think, building and preparing and and getting their team to play um, how they need to play into their identity um, by this time of year. So uh, again, it's going to be a really good test, really good challenge for us, um, you know, that I think, you know, we're confident that we're up for and um, it's going to be a great weekend of hockey and Magnus.
0: Yeah, just like uh, the St. Cloud State weekend, uh, Minnesota Duluth will be without one of their top players, Noah Cates, who I think has been there approximately 11 years, is now um, playing with the USA Olympic hockey team, and he is their second leading scorer, uh, and of course uh, he's always been a big part of everything they do.
1: Yeah, he has, um, absolutely, and you know, similar to... The last week and talking about St. Cloud, it's, you know, it's obviously a break uh, in our favor that uh, we're not going to complain about, but we're not going to brag about either. And, um, you know, I know one player doesn't make a team. We've been out with key guys at different moments throughout this year. And I think it's always been a healthy team development opportunity for other guys to step up and contribute in different ways. And again, I would expect no less out of Duluth. Um, playing without their captain and one of their better players.
0: Yeah, and of course, one of their better players, Ryan Fante, uh Earlier in this season just had, like you would say, Hobie Baker numbers. Um, he settled down a little bit, but you still look at that 922 save percentage, 1.85 goals against average. And he really was the difference maker or, or one of the top difference makers on that Saturday night where they uh, where the Bulldogs did beat Denver at Duluth.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I, you know, I felt like both nights up there, you know, the score wasn't super indicative of the play. I thought both games were were tighter than um, than what they were. Um, you know, pucks just happened to go in for us on on Friday night, and our goalie played unbelievably well. And Saturday night, it was kind of the opposite. Uh, pucks went in for them, and and their goalie really played exceptionally well and and uh, bounced back. So two very uh, would say uncharacteristic Denver Duluth games but uh I would expect maybe lower scoring and and tighter games here this weekend
0: you know so you got Duluth in town for Friday and Saturday night and and then after that I mean it's it's going to be a battle you go uh on the road to two top uh 18 teams you've got western Michigan on the road which is always just a haunted house uh for DU ever since they came into the league just a whatever reason just a very difficult place to play and then on top of that they've been a top three or top five team almost the entire season and then you follow that up with having to go to Omaha which is fighting for its um, pairwise and playoff
1: lives yeah for sure um you know it's a stretch that we kind of had circled on the calendar that we're real excited about again we've had a lot of success this year um You know, our our schedule at times has uh, set up well for us and this is definitely the hardest portion of our schedule. So it's, again, it's a real measuring stick um, over the next few weeks as as last weekend was with St. Cloud. And obviously we passed the first test really well, I think gained a lot of confidence and um, Western Michigan, Omaha present different challenges. Uh, The good news is we played both of them this year. Um, already at home and so our players very comfortable, I think, um, you know, in that, in those environments against those teams, given the fact that we've played them already. Um,
0: I was going to say too, I mean, I was, I've seen the success you've had, but yet still a little surprised that, you know, most of the time you've been going with uh, the top line, top two lines being switched up a little now where you've got Carter Mazer on that left wing, uh, with Savoy, uh, with uh, uh, Gutman and Brink, and, and then on the uh, you drop Savoy down uh, to play on that second line, um, and I I just thought um, what went into to making that switch when you were having so much success with the way it was before.
1: Yeah, um, I think for us we we talked about it as a staff, and we felt like maybe things were just a little bit stale five on five uh, for us. And uh, thought we could get some more out of different people and um, just switched up one player on each line to try and generate something a little bit different. And I thought our guys responded um, obviously Friday very well with a with big offensive output. And the truth of the matter is we got a bunch of good players and they uh, for them to have to play with different people I think is good again for the team development and, um, you know, because you get to you just get to later stages of the year and you might need to change something up on the fly. And if, if a couple guys have played with one another already, it just it maybe helps that comfortability when you're looking big picture.
0: And, you know, I've noticed ever since Brett Edwards got back, obviously, he was uh, gone for a, a long, long time and he he's been back and you've been going with the that extra forward every game rather than the extra defenseman. Is that something that's going to be more of a game-by-game type thing? Or are you trying to, you know, go with the extra forward based on depth?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, again, we're we got a plethora of options. I mean, our guys make it hard on us every night as far as who's going to be in and who's going to be out of the lineup. And, um, you know, this is Brett's first weekend of being available to us and um, you know, a veteran player, a guy who brings a lot of really good energy um, on the bench, regardless of how many minutes he's getting. And um, so we wanted him back on the bench to to be around that and be around the guys again. And um, but again, it'll, it'll probably be week to week and uh, we'll evaluate people in practice and, um, you know, continue to make those decisions uh, based on what we feel is best for the team.
0: You know, a uh, final question tonight, Coach. Um, it is, you know, early February, you guys are in first place, been there for a few weeks uh, at the top of the NCHC standings. Is that one of the team goals going into this season or every season uh, to win that Penrose Cup? How much importance do you put on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, when we met with a lot of our players individually at the start of the year, it was, it was definitely one of uh, the things that came out of their mouths a lot. Yeah. Um, You know i think it's if it's not the hardest trophy to win in the in you know the whole year it's it's uh it's maybe second to the national tournament trophy uh just because it's it's such a grind in this conference uh week in and week out to perform on a consistent level and so um yeah i mean obviously you're we're competitive and we look at the standings and and we want to win trophies and that's that's one of the ones that we want to win and um you know, it's not the ultimate one, but it is one that we, uh, we want to hang our hat on at the end of the day. And um, I think we've obviously put ourselves in a real good position here with eight games to go. Um, you know, it's a real sprint between obviously us, Western and, and probably North Dakota. So um, we got to keep our foot on the gas, continue to improve and get better for, for the here and, uh, and for the future, um, you know, a month, two months from now as we look at the national picture.
0: All right, Coach. Well, thanks for taking the time. You've got the Bulldogs this weekend. You just beat the Huskies. So you are really the Iditarod of college hockey.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. That's good.
0: No idea what that means, but I'll talk to you
1: next week. See you, Jay.
0: All right. That was head coach David Carl. This has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show. I'm Jay Stickney. Talk to you on Friday night.